I want to, in a very special way, this mass, uh, pray for a man whose family is caught up with the, the crisis in Ukraine and Russia. The man came here yesterday. He was here at mass, actually. But heavily devastated because his son, I think his son was about 20 years old, and he maybe conscripted for a fight. <laughs> So the man is worried, and his wife too, and his other children are caught up there. They have not been able to leave the country yet. So we pray for him, especially for God's intervention to preserve his family. So as a Christian community, we are making a demand of heaven and saying, Lord, in your mercy, this man needs a miracle. May you grant him this intervention. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus today shows us something very, very deep. He said, this is an evil generation. The tendency to see everything as sweet and good is there. And it is part of the civilization of this system. The devil wouldn't want you to be sensitive in the spirit and be aware of what is going on. The less you know about what he is doing, the better for him. And that's why he's regarded as the king of darkness. Okay? Darkness it has to do with ignorance. Ignorance is deep-rooted in, in insensitivity. So we see the beautiful cars around. We see the fine houses we see the cities well structured. We see all the arrangements of things that keep men, you know, busy with life, and everything appears very sweet. But behind the scene, child of God, you must know that evil is at work as at its maximum level. So what we see physically is actually a a form of bait to keep us not knowing what is happening. But not for someone like Jesus. He knew what was going on. He said this is an evil generation. What is a, an evil generation? What makes this generation evil? There are three things that characterizes this generation as evil as dominated by Satan. Number one, this generation has lost its purpose. The civilization we are caught up with is not a civilization that leads us to God. It's a civilization that leads us into something else completely. That's what St. James says. Friendship with the world is what? Enmity with God. So when you get entangled with this world system and all its cozy presentations, you don't know whether you like it or not, either covertly or overtly, you have declared yourself an enemy of God because nothing on this realm truly glorifies God. It's meant to mock God. Secularism is an ideology that kicks God out of the human system. So the relevance of this world is completely, towards God, is completely nullified. Number two, point that makes this world an evil generation. 
is a generation of a generation that keeps the culture of materialism, where materialism determines the value, the ethics, and the morality of its existence. So man's life, according to the philosophy of this world, is in the abundance of the things he has. So the more he has, the more he is seen as a valued person. On account of that, he determines the man's ethics. His sense of judgment is based on how much he has, how much connection does he possess, to what degree can he permeate the affairs of life and have his way. And thirdly, his, his morality is being controlled by material things. You will see that those who are wealthy, those who have plenty of money, those who have their position in this world, the laws of this world doesn't touch them. They are exempted. On account of what? Because of what they have. They commit even worse crimes than those who don't have anything. But they go scot-free. On account of what? The materialities they have. So you can see that it is these three dimensions that makes this world, you know, an evil generation. A generation of darkness where God has no say. God has no space in it. And Jesus is saying that the only sign that will be given to this generation to save it is the resurrection. But as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be laid in the heart of the earth. That when he establishes you know, his salvation, as many of them who are quickened to see what God has done and believe in it shall be saved. Dear child of God, we must understand that Christianity is not all about just being baptized and coming to church. To what degree are you relevant to God? Have you found your space in the heart of God where you are, you are actually giving God pleasure? It's very important. You must discern that. The important is not just obeying the rules. Are you relevant to God today? Have you found your place in God where each day you go there and give God pleasure? He says, yes, thank you, good and faithful servant. What, how do you see life? Do you see life in in the culture of materialism? Or do you see like the amount of God that you have attracted in your soul? These are the ways the devil has used this psychology and this culture to permeate even the church. Gradually the church has lost its relevance because they are pursuing things that are irrelevant. There was a story of St. Francis of Assisi going to meet the Pope in those days to go and ask permission to start his Franciscan uh, congregation or institute. And the Pope then, you know, they tried to present it in a very, you know, funny way. That the Pope was telling him, why are you going on the street begging? Can't you see that the church is so rich? In those days, Peter said, the church said, Peter said, uh, uh, silver and gold we don't have. But today, the church has plenty of silver and gold. And St. Francis says, so that's why the church today doesn't have again the name of Jesus. You see? You see? And it is the name of Jesus that makes the church relevant, not silver and gold. Not silver and gold. So we must understand where Jesus is taking us to. And for us to be able to capture ourselves in the dimension of so we must see him and see the value attached to him. He said, the queen of the south, we judge this generation. She moved from the ends of the earth to go and see the wisdom of Solomon. 
Why did she go? Value. She valued Solomon. Let me go and see this man who has the wisdom of God. She traveled. She spent money. She came with gifts. She valued Solomon. And so the same. Someone greater than Solomon is here. To what degree do you value him? To what degree are you tying your life to him? To what degree are you pursuing him? If that woman, the queen of the south, could pursue Solomon, who was even lesser than Jesus, how much more? Just himself. He said, Jonah went to Nineveh and preached to them and they repented. But look at him here. Someone greater than Jonah is you know, uh, asking us to repent. He's teaching us the word of God. And men are not responding because this is an evil generation. A generation that has been captured in darkness. We must be sensitive to what the enemy is doing every day. And you know what he's doing? He wants to take your soul. He wants to take your faith. If he can take your faith, he can take your soul. He wants to break that your confidence in God. He wants to make sure you start questioning this your God you are serving. Is this still necessary? Somebody, I went to somebody's office and we're talking so deep about the word of God. All of a sudden, I got a shock of my life. A staunch Catholic. Everybody knows her. You know she always told me? She said, Father, does God really exist? That's the question you asked me. Does God truly exist? I said, why do you ask this question? I said, I want to know. I said, then what is happening? What is all this that is happening around you that we all know? He said, Father, forget that. I want to truly know. Does God truly exist? Are you also asked that question in your heart? May God bless the words that have to Christ our Lord.